Hey there, pod pals. Are you a print-on-demand creator looking to stay ahead of the curve? You want to know exactly when to launch your designs for every key season and event? How about a chuckle with an extra dad joke to brighten your day? If you said yes to any of these, then it's time to join the print-on-demand cast VIP list. As a VIP, you'll get our free annual design calendar, an amazing guide to help you time your creations perfectly throughout the year. And of course, we'll include a bonus dad joke each week as well. Signing up couldn't be easier. Just visit printondemandcast.com slash VIP and enter your email. Don't let another day of potential pass you by. Become a part of the VIP list, grab your annual design calendar, and let's dive into a year of inspired creating together. We'll see you on the other side. Radical! Welcome to this week's episode of the Print on Demand cast. Each week, join the gnarly Travis and Josiah as they provide insight into the print on demand industry and equip you with the totally tubular tools, advice, and strategies you need to achieve success and hopefully have a few laughs along the way. Now, on to this week's totally tubular show. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Print On Demand cast. We're so excited that you've decided to hit play, download, subscribe, whatever you did to get here on your technology device, whichever it may be. Thank you for doing that. I am joined, as always, not from the door behind me, no, 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 from his home, in a different room than we've seen before, Travis Ross. Travis, how are you feeling? (laughs) Work from home today, Friday. Uh, I heard you coughing up. Uh, all of your lungs in the in the other room and i was like hey man, <laughs> you good <laughs> you're like, I'm, I'm just gonna go home uh so how was how was your weekend how's your monday how you feeling what's the what's the what's this what's the update i feel better i guess um i still have a little bit of a cough and um but yeah it was a pretty crummy weekend i just kind of laid on that couch right there. See, I got my, gu- <laughs> my guitars right yeah. there. I see it. Yep. And yep. then the TV's over there, over there. I don't know which direction, but um, it's all it's all right there. Is is where I was <laughs> at all weekend. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, my wife's out of town, so I still had to kind of help help the kids get to different mm. things and yeah. all of that. But overall, um, you know, I'm still alive. I think I feel good enough that I'm gonna come back into the office tomorrow and yeah um but yeah i still got that cough man every once in a while i have to just mute the microphone and just you know <laughs> let it go yeah uh, and then the Water other thing fly. is because i'm at my house i have you know my two dogs are like running all over the place and yeah <laughs> you know barking at the neighbors and my kids are upstairs and they're coming down and come going back upstairs you know it's just it's life man yeah but yeah it's, it's okay. real life it's what happens what it's happens? okay yeah, hey, hey so. you know what I was thinking about um, tonight is, of course, um, we're recording this on Monday. It's the yeah. national championship game. It is. And, when um, North Carolina is going to beat Kansas. Well, that's what I was going to say. Uh, we actually have <laughs> both sides covered because you are an idiotic Carolina supporter. <laughs> and I am with the holy KU uh, Rock Chalk Jayhawk Nation. So, yeah, um, well, you know, whichever you way know. we go. Rock, paper, scissors to you too. Okay. All I care about <laughs> is the fact. Little little insight for those listening. I'm making Mark Design. We have a tournament 
uh, where we well, we showed him on the, the on the tour the a couple weeks yeah, yeah, yeah. ago. On the, yeah, two yeah. weeks ago on the tour, we showed you guys <laughs> uh, these these brackets that we fill out at the start of it. And keep in mind, I know nothing. Not, not next to nothing. Ooh. I'm next to the next to nothing about college uh, basketball. So <laughs> I just filled out what I thought was just, accurate. Just right? take your moment in the sun and tell them that you're going to win. <laughs> okay? And turns out, regardless <laughs> of what happens tonight, uh, I still wow. win the the tournament with with everyone here at Make Your Mark. So uh, I'm very Amy, the age, who works right there. She told me that this one's like it doesn't matter if Kansas wins or not; they're both screwed. You have too many points. So uh, I was very happy to hear that. I don't know what the grand prize is going to be, and I'm sure Travis might be a little salty about it. So it might not be great, but it, isn't. <laughs> I have, I it least, sucks. <laughs> I at least won uh, something that I I have no idea what I was doing, but it, it was fun. So I really don't care who wins tonight. You get an extra 10-minute break one time. Yeah, you get to work Saturday. (laughs) Everyone (laughs) gets to come. You get to come in on Saturday. Um, So, so yeah, and, you know, I I was a Carolina fan when I was younger because my my sister's fiancé was a Carolina fan. I used to be a Raiders fan, too, but I grew way out of that. Uh, Like, in middle school, because he was a Raiders fan, and I loved this guy. Like, he was like my older brother. So he was trying to steer me in the way. But uh, but North Carolina still has a soft spot. Raiders not not so much. So we can just forego uh, any any Raiders fandom. So um, man, you know we don't have a point of interest today, and uh, um, because we have a really fun um, interview with Michael Restrepo, who actually found us because of the podcast. He's a listener to the show. And he he tuned or he reached out to us because he had um, a couple questions about a project that he's doing and some products that he fulfills on his site. So we got to talking, and then I was like, we should invite this guy on the show. So we just recorded that uh, at six after having done the interview. What are you looking forward to the listeners uh, hearing from Michael's story? Um, I don't want to give away too much, but. Um... Well, you probably read it'll be in the title. So uh, I just <laughs> like the idea of um, yet another way that print on demand um, can can you can be successful in, with print on demand, um, yeah. specifically with licensing. And he's he's made that abundantly clear um, by his success. I mean, he's done really well. He continues to do really well, and he's got a lot of plans to continue um, yeah. to do really well. And so I I, I just like offering our listeners new ideas and new things that they can potentially, um, you know, try out on their own and, and hopefully succeed with. So really excited about everybody um, hearing his story. Yes. Likewise. And everyone knows on this show, I've talked about licensing quite a bit and uh, that is part a large part of what he does. So I'm very excited to hear more about this. So without any further ado, We're going to throw it to this week's main event, our interview with Michael Restrepo. Ladies and gentlemen, the main event. All right, Travis, I'm super excited for this week's main event. Uh, We are having another guest on the show, and it's another person who was actually a listener to Mm -hmm. the POD cast. Uh, reached out to us because of the POD cast and uh, we've been working with him on some projects and I thought this is really cool what he's doing. So let's bring him on 
the show. So today we have Michael Restrepo on the show with us. A little bit about Mike before we get going for those uh, that may not know him. Uh, he started a fraternity apparel business while he was an undergrad at Monmouth. Monmouth. He'll tell me how to pronounce that the right way when he gets on here. <laughs> University, while well, another member of his fraternity uh, from another campus. Uh, the company was started as a means to address the lack of high-quality recruitment t-shirts for, for, for fraternity chapters. Mike and his partner closed up shop once they graduated to begin their careers. Uh, Mike still saw the poten- potential in this business and was approached by another fraternity alumni to restart the company once again under the name Greek State of Mind. Uh, they introduced embroidered Greek letters along with screen-printed apparel to their offering in 2017. Mike discovered the world of print-on-demand where it, it allowed the business to really take off. By necessity, he taught himself how to use Adobe Illustrator, Canva, and also began outsourcing a lot of his work to other design services, which allowed him to fulfill merch requests from fraternities and sororities across the country. Uh, so excited to learn more uh, as we welcome to the show, Michael Restrepo. Michael, thank you so much for accepting the invitation and uh, coming on the show. Thank you for having me. I'm honored. Um, longtime listener. So it's uh, crazy to be, you know, a guest on the show right now. <laughs> well, it's good to have you, man. We're glad to to have you uh, come aboard and share your story with us. But before we get there, as you know, uh, there is uh, a segment that we have to get to each and every mm-hmm. week, and it is everybody's favorite segment. It's week. It's this. My gosh, I'll try this again. I can't talk today. <laughs> it is time for this week's weekly dad joke. Time for the weekly dad joke. Okay. So again, dear listeners, you're getting two two dad jokes this week because Michael has come ready and prepared with his own dad joke. So. We will give ours, and then we will let Michael top off this segment. So a little bit of fun fact for you. I don't know about you guys, but I love pie. Apple pie is delicious, right? It's Americana. Mm-hmm. It's everyone's favorite. I was doing some research today, and a slice of apple pie costs $2.50 in Jamaica and $3 in the Bahamas. These are the pirates of the Caribbean. All right, that is our uh, dad joke. Michael, what do you got? All right, so uh, which days are the strongest? Hmm. Which days are the strongest? I don't know. Which days are which, which days never, are the strongest? I never, never thought of that. Strong day? I don't know. There's no strong day. Yeah. No, it's actually um, Saturday and Sunday. The rest of the, the rest are weekdays. Hmm. <laughs> And there we have the second dad joke. That was good. That was good. Yeah. Mike bringing his A game. <laughs> I know. I didn't know how that was going to work out. I was like, Friday. That doesn't have anything to do with strength. There's no like leg day technically in the calendar. <laughs> so, I mean, yoke day. It wasn't going to work. Uh, no, Michael, thanks so much for, for coming on the show, man. Uh, just to kind of dive into it right away, um, tell us a little bit about your backstory and how you got involved. I mean, we, we read some of it in the intro, but kind of give us a more in-depth look of how you found print on demand. Yeah. So um, the intro that you gave kind of gave a background there. So I'll fast forward to, to when I uh, found uh, print on demand. Um, yeah. So before I do, you know, I, what we, what I, we, the, what we used to do was um, we used to screen print a lot of the products that we used to sell. And the issue mm-hmm. with that was that we'd have to buy in bulk and then, you yeah. know, sit on it and sell it 
Um, yeah. The problem with that was that there were certain designs that would go out of style. So um, we invested a lot of money and then we just got stuck. Um, yeah. I still have some of that merch here and that was maybe yeah. like eight, oh eight to 10 years ago. Did, yeah. Did bad. you actually screen print it yourself or did you have other people screen print it for you? I had other people screen print it um, for me. Um, I don't have any like actual printing skills or anything like that. Um, I would just outsource all of that. My focus and my uh, interest is more on design and sales. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I discovered print on demand, uh, it was for it was through Printful, um, mm-hmm. and I you know looked into it and I go, oh my god, this is the answer. You know, I'll be able to put out designs, test them out. I'll be making a little bit less money per uh, per sale, but that's okay because now I can put out sure. more uh, more products um, right. and test out things. And the model was, you know. I would uh, test out a product or a design. If it started selling, then I would go and have it screen printed because it was just a lot cheaper um, yeah, to buy in bulk. Um, then the next issue happened where um, I was hiring designers. And at that time, um, design services weren't like Vexels. Um, Fiverr still wasn't out and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. So I would find designers either within the States and they would charge anywhere between like 300 to like $600 per design Jeez. or... Jeez. Or I'd find Gosh. designers out like overseas, and they would co- they would cost anywhere between one hundred and fifty to three hundred dollars. Still a lot per design. It's a gamble, you know. Yeah, you don't know if it's going to sell or it's going to do you know if it's going to do well at all. Um, so out of necessity, I taught myself how to um, do Adobe Illustrator. Um, by no means am I like an expert or anything like that. I just know enough to do what I need to do. Um, mm-hmm. I know how to like manipulate designs, things like that. Um, so, you know, I just went on YouTube and just learn as much as I could, um, you, tons of tutorials and everything like that. So once I started getting the hang of it, um, started getting more licenses for different uh, fraternities and sororities, um, and started kind of expanding from there. Um, and then the business really started taking off, uh, cause at the time we were only licensed for one fraternity, but now we are mm. licensed for 21 fraternities and sororities. Okay. Cool. Wow. So was the, uh, when you learned, uh, illustrator, was that when you were back in college in the, the first kind of iteration of this, or is this a little later when you were kind of relaunching the, uh, the whole idea? This was a few years after relaunching, um, it, back in college, um, my partner was a graphic designer. Um, mm-hmm. I focused more on building the website, doing the sales. Um, I would go to different campuses and sell the merch. Um, so you know, I was just doing most of the sales um, and I let him do all the graphic design. But when we graduated, he went off to work um, um, at a company called Thrillist. Um, it was in the city. So, you know, he didn't have the time. I had to go get my uh, start my career. Um, I started working at Granger Industrial, um, large company. I'm still working there right now full mm-hmm. time. Um, so I've been there for like 10 years and I love it. Um, but you know, through that job, I got to learn, you know, how a big company operates. So and I took a lot of, uh, skills and lessons from there and I applied it to my small business. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I started, um, I started teaching myself illustrator through YouTube, maybe five years after the, uh, the relaunch of the company. Um, and that was just because, because of print on demand, because I realized, okay, I need to put out more content and I can't be mm. paying designers that much money. So I need to figure out a way to be able to do this uh, as um, as cheap as possible. Right, right. 
That makes sense. So, um, so you say you, uh, so it's Greek state, Greek state of mind. And I'm, I'm assuming that's a .com, you know, you can go there and buy all of your different licensed, licensed sorority and fraternity apparel. Um, A, do you sell anything aside from apparel on those sites? And then B, is there any other place you set you do sell on besides just your own website? Um, so it's I would say ninety nine percent of the products on the website is uh, Greek related. There are accessories that are like um, that are not specifically like licensed for the group, but it has to do with them. So, so for example, I uh, I sell these owl bracelets, right? One of the fraternities, uh, the mascot's an owl, um, but it's just a generic owl bracelet right. uh, and I, okay. and I source that from um from china so you know oh, nice yeah super cheap wow. um and um and what was the second question i was i was asking uh what other places do you sell aside from your own website okay so yeah besides shopify um we also sell on amazon um and we also sell on etsy um Amazon, we probably have the most least the least amount of products. Uh, Amazon's Amazon is a tough one to sell on in general. <laughs> uh, it's very complicated, so I'm still learning. Yeah. Um, but I mean, it's the biggest marketplace, and it's pretty consistent with sales. Uh, we sell a lot of fraternity flags on there right now, um, which I get oh, from okay. as well. Um, okay. We're looking to move into sorority flags, and eventually, we want to start uh, start pushing more apparel through there as, as well. Um, we also sell on Etsy. Uh, Etsy's been great. Uh, I mm-hmm. think we've been on for about a year now, um, and that's pretty consistent. And we have a couple different stores. One is specifically for sorority apparel. Um, I'm going to do another one for Greek State of Mind, so just fraternity apparel. And the reason for yeah. that is just, I'm, tr- I'm just trying to take up a lot more online real estate for that brand. And mm-hmm. um, Etsy does a really good job of um, getting on the first page of Google on their own without having, you know, without me having to pay ads or they, you know, they charge ads on their own. Um, So that's the reason for that. And then I do have another store um, completely different from outside of Greek life. It's for uh, mixed martial arts, MMA. Um, Mm -hmm. So the number of designs on there and right now our focus is on providing apparel for up and coming fighters. So amateur fighters in hopes that maybe they get the one day and you know, our stuff is out there and uh, you know, It'll work out. We'll have those relationships uh, long term. Yeah, that's, that's awesome. That's yeah, it's very smart. You mentioned you are, you know, you talked a lot about licensing. You're licensed with certain um, sorority and fraternity groups, and um, you know, even with you know up and coming fighters, I'm sure there's you know if they do get big, there's there's licensing things and that you have to go through. So we've talked about licensing a little bit on this show, and so I'm curious to hear your story about a how did you attain these licenses to do uh, merchandise and apparel for these groups and what are some of the pros and cons of working with a licensed group yeah sure so um when i first started the company you know i i need i just did google search like whatever organization i was looking for and um licensing um or yeah. trademarks and and it brought me to the to the group or the licensing group that um that gives them out. So we went and applied. Um, you have to, obviously they're, they're providing you a license for a specific group. So you have to follow their rules and regulations, um, to to respect their, um, their image. Mm -hmm. 
Um, so like in the beginning, in the beginning, like being a fraternity, I was like, oh, cool. I'll just do all these like um, beer designs and just do like some alterations <laughs> and make it, like into something where, you know, where it has a fraternity name on it. And that's a big no, no, you can't do that. Anything uh, alcohol, drug related, um, you know, brand related, it's a no go. So you kind of have to get a little more original. Um, but when it comes to licenses, you have to, the process for those are, um, you apply, you have to pay a registration, uh, um, yeah, like a registration fee or a- application fee. That's what I mean. Mm. Um, then they ask you, um, to send in a couple samples so that they can see, you know, the quality of the items, uh, sure. the licensing group will approve you or deny you. Um, and then there's different categories that you have to apply for. So if you want to do like, let's say, uh, mugs, that's a separate application and then you have to resubmit it and then they have to go through the process all over again. Wow. Okay. Um, yeah, so it's pretty in depth. And then when, let's say you want to sell, sell a certain product or certain design of that group on a specific product, um, you have to submit the, a mock-up of it to the licensing group and you have to wait till they approve it before you can do anything. Before you can uh, advertise or sell it, um, so like in the beginning when I'm submitting, you know, these beer-related or um, <laughs> just in- inappropriate variations of uh, designs, sure. uh, I got a lot of rejections. Um, mm-hmm. We learned that, like, okay, I have to do this the, the correct way. Right. Um, so, and on top of that too. Um, Every for every sale, you have to record. You have, they give you like a spreadsheet. You have to record the name, ID number, the product name, uh, how many units you sold, the uh, shipping, tax. Wow, it's pretty in depth. Um, yeah. It's not. It's not the easiest thing. Um, so you have sure. to do that for every single product, every single sale, and then you have to um, submit a quarterly quarterly report, and then you have to pay royalties on it. Um, the majority of the groups, you have to pay nine point five percent. Which is bigger fee than let's say like wow. Etsy. I think Etsy's like nine percent. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So if you think about it, like I'm selling on Etsy, I'm, I'm paying a nine percent Etsy fee. I'm, I'm paying a nine point five percent royalty fee. Um, then the the cost of the product itself and everything like that. So uh, as you can see, it it's starts yeah. quickly. Yeah, the pie gets cut in yeah. a lot of a lot of pieces before yeah. you get to take a bite of it. One hundred percent. Yeah, um, that seems that seems like I mean. When you're selling on Amazon and Amazon's, you know, taking 15 percent, even if you're self-fulfilling, you know, if you're FBA, there's going to be, you know, pick and pack fees and all of that. And then you got to pay nine and a half percent. And, you know, um, yeah, you've got to find, you know, you've got to find some products that you've got decent margin enough to be able to uh, to make all that work. So apparel has worked for you, though, huh? Yeah, um, it has worked. Um, the, but again, like you said, there a lot of the a lot of the profits get eaten up with all the fees, different platforms, things like that. Um, so the whole name of the game is just volume. Um, and like, it's not even just on the retail side. Um, we also focus on group orders. Um, mm. So when, a, like, let's say a chapter comes in and they're doing recruitment, or they have like a philanthropy event, or a formal anything on campus that they need, that they all get uh, shirts collectively. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point, I'll go to a screen printer, my local screen printer that I've been using yeah. for you know ten years, um, and 
it's just a lot cheaper to do it that way. Um, and then you get, you know, you get to keep a lot more of the profits. Um, so I really push for group orders because um, they get a discount on top of it per, per shirt. Sure. Um, and then we get to, and then the lead time is a lot quicker. Um, but then for like all online, uh, for like Shopify, Netsy and all that, most of it is print on demand. Um, cause that just allows me to not have to, uh, pack and ship every single order that comes in because then I just wouldn't have mm-hmm. the time for that, especially cause I have a, you know, I have a regular job during the day. So if, if, if a, uh, fraternity or a sorority is doing, you know, one of these events or whatever, and you're doing a bulk job, do you still have to pay the, the licensing fee? even though you're selling it to the people who own the brand, so to speak. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the end user is always going to be a, a fraternity member, but okay. um, yeah, it's the nationals, the, you know, the national group, the national fraternity, yeah. they need yeah. the piece of their pie and that's how they make their money as well. That makes um, sense. Yeah. Funds yeah. Like, you know, um, various, events that they throw uh, throughout the year because sometimes they'll do like a national convention they'll have all these uh kids come from all over the country um to for like workshops um teaching them like leadership um you know leadership uh how to how to do their role if they're like in a leadership role like um their finances um recruitment things like that um so those type of events we also go and attend so we do a lot of live events as well um i was actually okay okay. yesterday um for a sorority um it was about an hour away um we got invited to that it was about 450 members um and i brought a team of um five other people so six of us total um we had seven seven tables worth of merchandise um wow nice it was a six-hour event and we these girls literally mobbed mobbed the table i was i was Uh, like in awe of how much they purchased in such a little amount of time Wow. That's incredible. <clears throat> so it's, I mean, uh, you, we've kind of touched on it, but you know, some of the pros of working with licensed groups obviously is that's kind of um, the, the audience, especially in this particular scenario, you're always going to have people that are joining these fraternities and sororities and need shirts. And there's always going to be events. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, talk a little bit, you know, more about some of the pros of, of attaining the license and what that's been able to, uh, yeah. So, so for the pros, um, you know, you're, you're creating kind of like a barrier between everyone else. Um, yeah. Uh, so, you know, it stops other people from coming in because it is costly. You know, um, there's a lot of work in terms of like, you know, making sure that you're in good standing with the licensing company, submitting everything right. on time, paying your dues, uh, your royalties to them. Um, regularly, um, not infringing on, you know, or or violating any rules on design or anything like that. Um, so it does keep people out. Um, and you're right. So every four or five years you have a new batch of people. And actually, no, it's every, every semester you get a new batch of, um, potential new customers. Um, so it's a constant revolving door of new customers. Um, you don't have to worry about keeping them long-term, even though there's alumni who still purchase things here and there, but it's mostly going to be undergrads. Um, you know, they go through the recruitment process. They're, they're super excited because they earned it and they're, they want to rep their, um, their letters, their, their merch. Um, and then in the holidays too, they're, the parents are constantly buying them, you know, tons of stuff. Um, right. So, you know, it works, it works in multiple demographics. Yeah. 
and then do you want me to go over the cons? Because there are there are cons, sure. obviously. Yeah, <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I, I kind of mentioned some before, but like um, a lot, like I said, a lot of administration work. It's just a lot of a lot of red tape, a lot of reports. Yeah. Which um, for me, it's like my biggest pain point. I'm constantly I'm working on that report, maybe two hours every single day, just updating everything. Wow. Yeah, because there's a lot. I'm, I'm pulling reports from Etsy. I'm pulling reports from Amazon. I'm pulling reports from Shopify, um, making sure everything is, in, you know, in an orderly fashion. Um, so it, it, it does get tough. And then on top of that, too, there are some groups because we've expanded. Um, we we expanded to 16 organizations, I think, just in the last year. So it was from we went from like four. Um, to did I say 21? Yeah, we went from four to 21. Okay, pretty okay. drastically. So then that means yeah. I have to create all this new, all these new designs and everything and yeah, put it out there. So so there are some groups that I barely have any sales for, but um, there's also like a minimum royalty that you have to pay um sure. per year if you don't hit if you don't like let's say generate enough royalties to pay them, you still have to pay it no matter what. And then there's like a renewal fee on top of that. So I think it's 250 dollars. Will you so drop licensees? Will you drop some of those um, licensees if if they don't perform for you? Yeah. So we actually have before. So um, just to backtrack, before we before print on demand, we did expand to eight or nine groups. Um, I think it was back in like 2014, 2015. Um, we got eight licenses and we did every every fraternity sorority that was on uh, Mammoth which is Monmouth, not Monmouth. Monmouth. Monmouth University's campus. We figure, okay, this is our, you know, this is our backyard. This is our campus right here. Uh, we'll expand to these groups and we'll sell uh, merch to these groups, right? So we went on campus. We brought up like about two or three different designs and some embroidered letters. Um, and we set up a table and it was a complete bust. Um, we just mm. didn't have enough variety for each group. Um mm. So we were stuck with those lessons for a year. And then after that, we, we cut it back down to just two okay. um, because we were just losing money at that point. It made no sense. Yeah. Um, but then once we had the infrastructure for the business and print on demand in order to put out more designs, then and then that's when we felt confident again to uh, to get more licenses. Yeah. To, to tag on to that, you, you mentioned infrastructure. Now, now you do have some like kind of op standard operating procedures, SOPs that we've talked about those, um, you know, you kind of understand the reporting, you understand the business model a little better. Are there any other licenses that you're um, currently holding, you know, maybe in a different arena, maybe not just sororities and fraternities, or are there any others that you're planning on going after, or are you kind of hitting your sweet spot at 21 right now? Um, so we did have a license for Monmouth University itself. Um, mm -hmm. and there's a, I think it's called IMG. Let me just double check. Uh, yeah. IMGlicensing.com is mm -hmm. where you can go and you can get licenses for universities themselves. So, mm. uh, Harvard, Michigan state, any like big schools, um, yeah. that's where you would get licenses for those. Mm -hmm. Um, Monmouth was standalone. It wasn't through that company, but it was, I know that the application fee is a lot more. So that's why we haven't dabbled in there too much, um, just because we know this space and 
um, what we do in one group, we can replicate it for the others. And there's, yeah, there's probably over a hundred groups that I can get licensed for, for the fraternities and sororities. Um, so we're going to con continue doing that and we're going to keep, mm -hmm. uh, keep expanding. Um, once we feel like we have enough market share for one group that we'll, you know, we'll continue on to the next, but I mean, for just university licenses themselves, it's big money. Um, you can yeah. make a good, decent amount, just not even just the school itself, but the sports teams too. Right. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot going on yeah. at those colleges and, mm -hmm. uh, They've got a lot of money because they've got a lot of students yeah. <laughs> and, a, yeah. and with a lot of students means a lot of potential customers <laughs> for you guys. Exactly. Yep. Um, and that's why, like, if um, for those of you that, you know, are like on merch by Amazon um, and you try to do like a college shirt, you know, you'll get a rejection right away because yeah, it's trademark. Yeah. So mm -hmm. you would have to, um, you would have to go through the licensing group and you'd have to acquire it and then submit that to the Merch by Amazon team in order for them to allow you to do that. So that's what I did for the, uh, um, for the Greek apparel. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So you are, you do have stuff on, on Merch by Amazon right now then and use it to fulfill orders for, for your business. So I did, uh, okay. no longer Merch by Amazon as, um, you know, it was a, a pretty common story you'll hear from other people who are on the platform. Is <laughs> oh, they, no. They got, they got, yeah, they got their uh, account shut down. And then, you know, you go to appeal it or try to figure out what happened and they won't tell you. So that's right. exactly what happened. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so that's the thing. I, honestly, I feel like um, because, because these were trademark groups, there was a number of times where I got rejections, even though they said I was approved to sell the mm. merch and that my account was configured in order to uh, allow it to go through. I still got tons of rejections. I remember I submitted, um, mm. I think it was over a hundred designs. I literally got over a hundred rejections and I literally, wow. yeah. And I literally, my, uh, my heart sank and I was like, Oh my God, I panicked. <laughs> and like, I'm like, I'm going to get, I'm going to get shut down. Didn't get shut yeah. down because I reached out to support right away. I told them, I told you that, you know, I double checked with you to make sure that everything was good on, on your end. And clearly it right. isn't. So, um, mm. um, so yeah, that happened. But then when it actually got deactivated, it was just random. It was just out of nowhere. <laughs> I got a, I woke up to the rejection notice and uh, or the, the account, account deactivation notice. And I was just like, all right. But at that point I was just like, okay. I'm just going to focus on Shopify, Etsy, because uh, I'm doing well there. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. It sounds a lot like the other typical story you hear about Amazon is that the right hand doesn't know what the left hand is doing. Right. And so yeah. the left hand told you you're good to go. And then the right hand slapped you for doing what the left hand said to do. Yeah. <laughs> but, but just to, just to backtrack here, um, you know, I, when I was, when I did have the account up and running, I used to use Merch by Amazon to fulfill orders for, let's say I got uh, an order on Shopify um, in mm -hmm. order to boost the listing on my Merch by Amazon listing, I would order it through there, uh, just put it at literally cost. Sure. Um, I would end up getting, you know, the profit from the Shopify, um, the Shopify purchase. And then I also charge shipping on there, but on, on Merch by Amazon, it's free shipping. So I'd make right. a little bit extra on top of that too. So I'd boost, yeah, that would help the the, the listing for Amazon. Um, and then I would do the same exact thing for Etsy. Um, so it would just help awesome. out, you know, for both, for both, um, for yeah. the, you know, boost the algorithm. Sure. Yeah, that's awesome.
So how many yeah. vendors then are you using currently using now if you're not using Merch by Amazon? I know you mentioned a local screen printer. You're doing some print on demand. So how many vendors do you currently have um, that are helping you produce? Uh, so for all our products, let's see. Sorry. You know, it's a lot eight, when you have to count. Eight vendors. <laughs> uh, okay. Nine with you guys. So nine hey. vendors. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I have a screen printer. I have a couple of different embroiderers that specialize in certain things. Um, you know, certain ones are smaller businesses, so they might not have the time or the lead time might be longer. So then I'll use somebody else. Um, you know, some of them have their pros and cons. So it's really about like project management, um, just figuring out what's the best, depending on what type of, um, order I'm working on, you know, who's the best fit for, to fulfill this one. Sure. That's what it comes down to. Um, I have a couple um, Chinese vendors that I source products from. And then as far as print on demand, I use, uh, I was using Printful. Um, I use them just now for embroidery. Um, And, but I mostly use Printify. Okay. Okay. Awesome. I guess one question that I have that's not really on our script, but um, I think, I think is apropos um, like we have a lot of, obviously we have a lot of listeners and um, that are trying to make it in print on demand and you've really kind of gone in a specific way. I'm just wondering yeah. what would you say to that person that's starting out that, you know, is kind of getting burned out trying to find the, the niche of the month to make another t-shirt and upload it to Amazon or, or throw it on Etsy or whatever. Um, I mean, is this, do you think what you've done here in, maybe not in the fraternities and the sororities or whatever, do you think what you've done with licensing is, is reproducible in a, I mean, in a way that maybe somebody that does have a second job or well, a first job, and this is their side hustle, could they reproduce what you've done or or is, did you just kind of get lightning in a bottle? Uh, You mean through licensing? Yeah. Yeah, I believe so. Because honestly, anyone can go and apply for a license, um, you know, as long as you get approved through their application process, um, you have a built-in market already, and you're yep. also you're also kind of like protected from everyone else that's trying the same exact thing. Mm-hmm. Um, now I know that there's like licensing, like expos and things like that. Um, yeah, I haven't gone to it, but I've gotten like, I've signed up for emails. Um, I think one was in August. Is that correct? There's a licensing. Expo. Yeah, yeah, I know there's one in, in Las Vegas. At, yeah, like once a year, yeah, they do it like every year. Right, exactly. I, I started, I vaguely was looking into it because I go, okay. Um, but I mean, it, it's just a, you're just kind of like, it, it's like building a moat around your business. You know, you don't have everyone trying to, trying to get in there and trying to, right. um, you know, take a piece of the pie. Um, you have to pay, you have to pay a bit to get in, but at the same time, I, I think it's worth it. I think it outweighs, you know, the cost of it. Yeah. It's actually, I just found it's, um, it's the Las Las Vegas licensing expo. It's actually in May. Um, so next month, the 24th through the 26th in Las Vegas, you can register for free. You can hang out in Vegas and you know, what stays in or what happens in Vegas, (laughs) Um, but yeah, I've, I've, I've had friends, um, that have, you know, gone there and have had success with that. I know Ken real, who we've had on the 
program before has, has mm -hmm. done some licensing with some groups. And he, um, I believe he's building a brand that he is then licensing out and, and trying to, mm -hmm. you know, do that at some point. So he's going to be sitting on the other side of the table, but I mean, if nothing else to, um, to kind of have another, you know, arrow in your quiver of a way that you can kind of strike while the iron's hot in a place that not a lot of people are, um, I mean, licensing is huge. I mean, I'm not saying there's not a lot of people in licensing. I'm saying, I don't know that there's a lot of people doing print on demand, um, you know, in our circles that are really dealing with licensing. And that's one of the reasons we wanted to have you on Mike, just to yeah. kind of, you know, encourage others that, Hey, there's another, here's another, yet another way that print on demand can, um, can feed your family, you know, <laughs> or at least, you know, do a car payment for you or something yeah. like that. There's just a lot of, a, a lot of mechanisms that print on demand can really um, help you attain your goals. You know, it's really cool. No, hundred percent. No. And you're completely right. Uh, I listen to tons of podcasts and watch tons of YouTube videos uh, about the industry. Cause I'm constantly trying to learn as much as I can figure out what the newest, you know, newest website is newest uh, yeah. provider is. And I mean, I never hear about licensing. I hear about what not yeah. to do about trademarks and stuff, but I never hear about <laughs> sure. how to acquire licensing. So, right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I've mentioned on the show a handful of times that licensing has always been fascinating. The idea of doing a license for that or for a brand or for, like mm -hmm. you said, a college. So I'm going to, I'm definitely going to look into the website that, that you mentioned. Um, Cause I, again, I've, I understood the potential there that we've talked about yeah. of, you have a demographic that's built in. Um, so you mentioned, uh, that you listen to a lot of podcasts. We mentioned that, um, you were uh, an avid listener to the show. We're, we're uh, your favorite podcast, I think is what you <laughs> yes. told us before we came right, right at the top online. of the subscription list. Um, yeah. So just a question that we asked, uh, Fiona, who was another, uh, listener to the show, um, just because we, Travis and I, uh, you know, really do enjoy engaging with people that listen to the show. Uh, and are always open to, to feedback and just hear what's working. Um, what, what's one or two things that you've been able to take away from this particular show that has kind of uh, proved beneficial to you besides the uh, incredibly um, sharp humor and wit that is constantly just pouring forth from every episode? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, what piqued my interest about your podcast was that, you know, you guys – um, own and operate your own print shop. Um, so for me, I felt like I should learn that aspect or that side of the business, even though I'm not physically doing it, I should sure. understand how it works and how it operates so that I can understand better how to work with my vendors. Sure. Um, so one was that. And then two was just also, um, when you guys talk about, um, different, you know, when you get uh, in the beginning of like different print providers, you would talk about um, Q4 and how operation would mm. work like that, like that, because I, my first Q4 where it was huge was this past one, because we finally had our all 21 licenses, um, yeah. I had all my products up on Printify. So it was really my first time dealing with that type of, um, you know, influx of orders. So I sure. did not know what to expect. I was really nervous. So, you know, um, some of your tips like, telling your customers you need to have your orders in by a certain date in order for it to come in on time um, yeah. that I didn't know. And I took that, you know, and I'm glad I did listen to you guys when you guys said that, because there were some orders that were like borderline 
you know, gonna make it, and then someone like right. it past the deadline, you're you're done. You're not gonna make it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Awesome. You're at the mercy of the post office. <laughs> and that's not a good thing. That's not something it's, I have confidence either. <laughs> no, no, it's it's not it's not great. I mean, even you know, to to peek behind the curtain, uh a project that we just helped you with, one some of the shirts that mm-hmm. were on their way to us, to uh, for us to print to get to you, uh, were lost by UPS. And so yeah. it's just kind of like yep. another yeah. example of you're not always <laughs> in control of all of the moving parts in the business. So just try and have a good grasp on the ones that you do have influence on and how it all, you know, pans out. Um, last question before we get to uh, the magic questions here. Uh, you mentioned that you have a full-time job uh, in yeah. addition to doing something that sounds like it quickly could become a full-time job. So my question <laughs> to you uh, is, how, you know, how is that going? How's the work life work home balance? You know, how do you kind of keep the plates spinning uh, or how do did, you? How were you yeah. able to clone yourself? Is I yeah, think exactly. Yeah, we're we're trying to figure out <laughs> how you got the license on cloning. Uh, so, <laughs> but you know, talk talk a little bit about that because um, you know there, a lot of people that are listening, like Travis said, have full time jobs. They're doing this as a side hustle, much like you are. Um, so, what's some insights, some tips that you have in navigating this kind of uh, a dynamic where you have kind of a job that's happening seemingly all the time? Yeah. So, um, so I work in sales. Um, I'm like, uh, I work in the field, so I get to make my own schedule, which is the difference of uh, you okay. know, someone being, having to report to an office. And that's the difference. Uh, yeah. I make my own schedule. So, um, I am able to create, uh, processes that, you know, I can literally do everything right from my phone or I can bring yeah. my laptop cause I can, you know, create a hotspot and do something right there, like in my car. Um, so as I'm going in to visit a customer for my regular job, um, you know, it's a 20 minute meeting, um, or it could be a two hour meeting. I come out, I check my phone. I see that I have a bunch of orders that came in through Printify. I go in, I process it. Um, you know, I text some groups that like I've been marketing to set up some group orders. So I'm constantly, you know, going back and forth between the two, um, in terms of like work-life balance as well. Um, my fiance is going to um, school right now. So she takes night classes. Uh, she's been going to school for two years now. Um, nice. So because of that, because she's not home, I take full advantage. Um, it's, um, it's not me laying on the couch watching TV. It's me sitting at my computer and my laptop, um, just, you know, creating designs, putting them up. Um, I use a lot of automation tools um, yeah. that I found through other uh, print on demand, YouTube, um, channels um so i use a lot of automation as well to so i can set that up and i can you know move on to my other work um, yeah so it's a lot of back and forth um yeah just a balancing act but you know just utilizing technology as much as i can to make to give me time back yeah uh, if you don't mind what are some of those tools that you're using to automate to kind of make things easier i'm sure that uh you know there might be some benefit to um, you know, looking into those particular technologies that you're using for those listening and for even for Travis and myself. Yeah. So I use uh, flying upload. Um, I waited till I think it was like a 4th of July sale. They were doing 30% off usually, usually around the holidays or some sort of holiday they'll run a sale. Sure. Um, and you know, they do a lot of the major print on demand, um, websites. They'll do printify, printful, um, they'll do, Etsy, um, 
I think Cafe Press, Teespring. Okay. A lot of ones that I've never even heard of before. Um, I don't really dabble in the other ones. Uh, Redbubble as well. Um, so, yeah, it's a bunch, but it's, it's, yeah. it's amazing. It's saved a lot of time. Instead of having so, to do the manual process of uploading everything. Okay, yeah. So it's kind of like a mass upload kind of thing. You up, upload one sheet and then you're good to go. Right, exactly. Yeah, you write the information down. Um, and then let's say, like, I put up a design. I put the... Um, I'll put in the description, um, a couple tags, and then I'll pick, I'll make templates of the products that I want it to be put on. So it's a t-shirt, a crew neck, uh, a hoodie, and then I let it run and it'll literally start posting all of those. Wow. That's awesome. <laughs> Incredible. So yeah, that's something to look. You said fly upload. Is that uh, what you call it? Upload. And um, there's another one called um, Merch Titans. Um, that one's a little more expensive. Oh, yeah. yeah, but flying upload and Merch Titans, they do... You know, both the same thing. I've I've actually talked to uh, Curtis from Merch Titans mm-hmm. um, about potentially coming on the show sometime and talking about his tools. It's pretty pretty awesome. He's got a new thing that allows you to like hold all of your art um, in yeah. the cloud now, and that's kind wow. of brand new. I think it's in beta. And anyway, we we won't have, we don't have to get into that, but um, that's cool. I'm glad those uh, uh those tools are, you know making it more efficient for you. That's awesome. Yeah. percent. That's why I always, I always encourage like constantly go and learn, like constantly go on YouTube and look up the latest things because like right. there's, there's, um, you know, there's so many tools out there like SEO tools and things like that automation tools that could help, um, you know, a person who's just trying to make this into, you know, just a side hustle or bring in a little side income, you know, these yeah. tools make all the difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's awesome. All right. Well, we'll we're going to go uh, right into the set of questions that we ask everybody, and they are called the magic questions. Hmm. Do you still survive? Feel magical? I do feel magical. We still dodge some kind of copyright thing. I don't know how. I feel no, like we have, a Disney, li- I, I we have feel- a Disney license. <laughs> I would have gotten, re- yeah. gotten a rejection right away. Yeah, I know. I feel, I feel like uh, Kevin McAllister in Home Alone when he's going through his brother's stuff and he just says, you know, hey, I feel like saying, hey, Disney, I'm ripping off your stuff. You better come out and pound me. But it <laughs> ha- ha- hasn't happened yet. So I think we're in good shape. Um, all right. So let's start with, uh, well, at, we'll go with three. The first one being, if you had to start all over, um, you, you woke up in the morning, you had no, none of your current contacts you had, I mean, just clean slate and you still wanted to get into this industry. What's your first move? First move. Um, I think I would go and open up an Etsy store. Um, I find Etsy to be probably the better of the platforms, um, okay. especially because of the traffic. Um, just a lot more eyes. Yeah. Yeah. I start there. Okay. Nice. Travis. All right. Um, let's see. Tell us about something that happened in your business that felt like a complete failure. You just really <laughs> felt like you fell flat on your face. Give us a good story. Oh, okay. Um, well, recently I, uh, 
I got the opportunity to do a, a large group order for sorority. Um, and for many years, I actually try to stay away from sororities because they can be very picky at times. Um, sure. You know, especially a group of 112 girls. Oh my gosh. Um, <laughs> yeah. So I ended up printing like a set sweatpants and hoodies. Um, and I ordered it from SNS. Um, we they were forest green with just white print um, on both. Um, I ordered it, I ordered a Gildan hoodie and a, they didn't have the, the sweatpants in stock. So I ordered the new blend, um, forest green. We had it printed. It was like about a three to $4,000 job. I, we got it to them with probably within a week. I was like really excited about it. Cause I was just like, Oh, this is a brand new account. Uh, you know, <laughs> keep ordering from us. And then I get pictures from them complaining, saying that the, that the the greens yeah. the greens don't match up. Oh no! <laughs> and then later I realize I go, oh, they were two different brands. I didn't think of that at the time. I just was picking out whatever was available because inventory sure. levels have been all messed up since the pandemic. Sure. Um. So I'm like, oh no! I'm like, but I had to do right by the customer, and I was just like, okay, um, I'm just gonna eat this, and it was about uh, about two thousand dollars that I lost right there. Oh man! Um, oh my goodness! Yeah, it's a big hit. Uh, my partner said to me too. He goes, I told you we shouldn't be doing these sororities. I told you this is what happens, and I'm like, oh, I know, <laughs> you know, but listen, we we got to do right by them, so we got to reprint it. They haven't gotten it yet. Um, it's getting delivered tomorrow. So fingers crossed. I hope they're happy and I hope they come back. But yeah, that's an expensive mistake. It was little details you need to pay attention to. Yeah. And hopefully, I mean, we've talked about this before, but I think there is something to be said about just owning mistakes and making it right. Mm-hmm. Uh, instead of being like, what are you talking about? Those four yeah. screens are the same or you're crazy. You know what I mean? So just kind of biting the bullet i think there is a lot to be said there um which is which is good that you did that and not 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 everybody does so hopefully they see that you were able to kind of just be forthright about what happened hopefully it works out um we'll see i'll let you know (laughs) (laughs) yeah update yeah um all right last one excuse me last one uh, throughout your career, um, how important, whether it's POD, whether it's the career in now, um, how important has mentoring been to you and the relationships and, like you said, the the knowledge base? How important has that been to you in your journey uh, getting this all started? Oh, uh, extremely important. Um, I wouldn't have restarted the company um, if that alumni didn't reach out to me. Um, right. Um, he's a lot older, a lot wiser. Um, you know, still my partner. I'm still teaching me new things. Yeah. Um, you know, where, what information and what skill sets I lack, he makes up for. Um, yeah. Kind of, he always says, like, I'm the visionary and he's there to just kind of reel me in when I go <laughs> off the rails. Yeah. Uh, well, if, yeah. You know. um, so I definitely need that. Um, but, and besides him, though, it's just like, you know, just going on YouTube and finding people who are in the same space, um, just yeah. learning as much as you can. That's so important. Um, you know, that way you can avoid making costly mistakes. Um, you yep. can learn quicker and just, you know, kind of get your business, um, you know, accelerate your business faster than just trying to do it all on your own. Yeah. 
That is awesome. Well, before we we say goodbye and wrap up this interview, I want to give you a chance to let everybody know where they can find you, whether it's on social media, your websites, if they want to know more, if they're interested, they have questions, um, how they can find you out there on the, this uh, information highway that we all call the Internet. Uh, yeah, so um, social media-wise, uh, best place to find me is uh, at Mike Restrepo, M-I-K-E-R-E-S-T-R-E-P-O. Um, my Facebook is facebook.com slash Mike.Restrepo. Um, you can reach out to me. We also do um, we do a lot of stuff outside of Greek life, too. Um, we do a lot of small businesses. Uh, we do yeah. sports-related uh, stuff. Um, you know, anything that needs – anything that can be printed on, on uh, apparel, we can do. Um, we yeah. do a lot of design work ourselves. So, you know, don't feel free to reach out to us if you have any questions. Um, and if you want to just check out our website to see what we have, it's uh, www.greekstateofmind.com. Awesome. Nice. Well, Mike, thank you so much again for taking time out of your schedule to come on the show. And uh, we're very thankful to have connected with you. Uh, again, um, this podcast is is great for us because we get to connect with people like yourself. So we're glad that uh, we've been able to connect, have you on the show, work together, do some projects, and looking forward to more in the future. Appreciate the invite, guys. Um, you know, I'm honored to be here. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. All right, man. We'll talk soon. Thanks, man. All right. All right. I want to thank Michael again for taking time to come on the show. It's really fun to, uh, again, connect with listeners. And um, his story is awesome. And I, I really uh, I think it's awesome what he's been able to do uh, mm-hmm. with utilizing print on demand and outsourcing a lot, everything, really, um, and still working uh, a full time job. So, yeah, it's crazy. He, he is a champ. And I'm, I'm looking forward to continuing to work with him and just seeing the success of, of Greek state of mind, but also, you know, the other things that he has in the works and the other ideas and projects that he puts his hands to. I think it's going to be really cool to see. Yeah, for sure, man. Yeah. He's a good dude. Um, and, uh, he works hard. I mean, he's, he's built a really cool business and, um, um, like you, I'm, I'm, I'm excited to see where it goes. And, you know, I also think that, um, it kind of lights a little fire under both of us to, you know, maybe look into some licenses and and things like that. Um, Yeah. And, you know, we'll see, we'll see where that goes or if it goes anywhere, it might just be another (laughs) one of those like, Oh, that's a good idea. And then go back to doing, yeah, shiny object. Exactly. Um, Cause it might, you know, obviously it's probably not for everyone. So sure. um, And there's nothing wrong with that. If you're successful in one thing, maybe it's wise not to, you know, spread yourself too thin. Yeah. Uh, But it's worked for Mike and, um, He's he's doing well, and maybe it's you know going to light the fire under some of our listeners to, yeah. to go down that path. We'll see. Yeah, yeah, man, it's it's going to be exciting to see. And uh, so, I just again, thank you to Mike, and we're going to have all the links to his social media, his website, all that kind of stuff that he mentioned there uh, for you guys to connect with him as well. But if you have a question and want to connect with us, you can always go to facebook.com slash groups slash print on demand cast, join the group. You do have to request to be a part of the group. Please answer the questions. There's some people that don't answer the questions and I'm telling you now, if you don't answer the questions, I'm just not going to, we're not going to let you in. You got to answer the questions. We got to know that we're all on the same page. I'm really just trying to see how many times I can say the word questions in a span of time. So answer the questions, uh, but no, join the Facebook group and the conversation 
Uh, we'd be happy to have you. We're also on Instagram, Instagram, Instagram.com slash put on demand cast. We're on YouTube last week. There wasn't a YouTube version of the episode uh, because of the madness that was um, that particular Tuesday. Uh, but there will be a YouTube this week. Our video is also on Spotify, but that's YouTube.com slash print on demand cast. And uh, we'd love to have you guys subscribe there. Hit the notification bell uh, so that you get notified when new episodes drop. That's the best way to do that. Uh, Audio-wise, Spotify, Apple Podcasts that I will forever call iTunes just because that's my childhood. Uh, Stitcher, Google, all of the things, all of the podcast platforms, we are there for you. As I like to say, wherever there are podcasts, the PODcast is there for you. And as always, if you have time, please leave us a five-star review uh, and a comment on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you think. Um, if you have any questions, what, what you like about the content, your favorite dad joke, it doesn't matter. Just as long as it accompanies a five-star review, it will be seen and probably maybe shouted out on the show. Uh, but again, Travis and I are always extremely ga- grateful for you guys uh, supporting us. And so uh, Travis, anything else before we wrap this thing up? Absolutely not. You covered it all. All right. And I almost ran out of breath and passed out, but I didn't. (laughs) My cardio exercise every week is that spiel. (laughs) So uh, as always for Travis, I'm Josiah. We'll see you next time right here on the print on demand cast. See ya. Hey babe. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of the print on demand cast. We hope you enjoyed the totally tubular show. If you've got a question or a suggestion for the show, send Travis and Josiah an email at info at printondemandcast.com. Want to be wicked nice? Take a minute to rate and review the show on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. And don't forget to subscribe now so you don't miss next week's episode. See you next time for sure. In a world where businesses everywhere are trying to make print-on-demand sales, one podcast goes above and beyond every week to bring the most POD-specific information there is. All to help save the day, every day. Don't succumb to the enemies of your print-on-demand business. Sign up today for the Print On Demand Cast VIP email at printondemandcast.com slash VIP. This time, it's for real.